And now, on Prophetic Faith. tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Exceller Faith Ministries in Tassel, Virginia. Tonight we're going into volume five, part two on preventative faith. Again, as I've said every week, we have learned so much. God has taught us so much about how we can use faith in preventative measures. Now, many people have taught us for years what uh, this right here. They've taught us just wait till you get in trouble. Wait till bad things happen. Wait till the enemy starts surrounding you and you don't know what to do. Then step out in faith. Then get on fire for God. But God has been teaching us for several weeks now. He's been teaching us to do these things ahead of time. Before any trouble comes, before any pressure of the enemy comes, start building your faith and using your faith to crush his plans so that they never get off the ground. Now there's a scripture that... I'm reminded of that the, the Spirit of God just quickened me on. Now watch, it says, Isaiah said, And the weapons of the enemy shall not be able to what? Prosper. Now, that's not what, that's not what we live by so many times. We live by the fact of, well, when it comes to us, somehow, some way, God's going to turn it around. But again, Let's go deeper. What God is trying to get to us is that He wants us to quench all the plans of the enemy before they even get off the ground. So let's get into this message again. We're learning about prayer and learning how prayer can be used in preventative measures. I'll see you at the end of the program. Christians, I'm talking about Christians that go through life and don't even have a clue where they're going. Don't have a clue what God's doing in their life. You know, just hoping, praying one day that uh, they're good enough to enter into heaven. You'll never be good enough. It's only by His righteousness. It's, it's by His uh, sacrifice that we're going. So watch this. So you can get excited about that because this simple fact right here that God's grace is covering you. Come on, somebody. But you would not believe how many people goes through life not knowing where they're going, not knowing the next step, their future, what the future holds, and all this thing. So how can you really pray? Come on. How can we really pray? Which I'm, What did I say? Prayer is for now and the future. How can we really pray? Well, God, I'm just believing you for, I don't even know what I'm believing you for because I don't even know what you want in my life. You see what I'm saying? So he says, watch, look ahead. What's coming ahead? What can you expect? Now, it means to be vigilant, which means looking out for danger, right? We pray as looking out for danger, but it also means looking for opportunity. Ooh, yeah. 
being vigilant, looking for opportunity. You need to live every day of your life with seeking after opportunities. There's little spots and spaces in your day that you can work in the Word of God or work in prayer and work in fellowship with Him and see what are you doing. You're making the most of every opportunity. Are you see what I'm saying? There'll come a day where God places you exactly where you need to be. So right now you're going through the journey. But what God wants you to learn is how to make the most of every opportunity with where you are now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. There'll be times we're going to and fro from work or looking at a job or something like that, and I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to preaching. You say, what are you doing? I'm making the most out of every opportunity. I'm watching. I'm being vigilant. Are you seeing what I'm saying? With all perseverance, or perseverance, excuse me, with all perseverance, what does that mean? Y'all need to get this. It means strength that prevails in spite of delay or difficulties. Oh, to do something with intense effort and to devote oneself. Now, what does he say about perseverance? He says, with all perseverance, with what? Supplications. So as you are praying and making supplication, God says, I want you to add perseverance onto it. In other words, you keep going and you keep prevailing even if there is some difficulties arising in your life. Let me tell you something like this. If the only time you pray is when you're comfortable, the enemy's always going to make sure you're uncomfortable. If the only time you seek after God is when there is no pressure, he's going to make sure that the pressure's always on you. But if you are consistent... Come on now. If you are consistent, whether difficulties are happening or whether they're not, whether pressure is on or whether it's easy right now, you are still seeking the face of God, still praising Him, still praying and adding supplication. Guess what? What's the devil going to do? He don't know what to do. Are you hearing me? He don't know what to do. He says, I don't know what to do because they still keep blessing him. Whether I put something on them, try to put something on them, whether I don't, they still keep praising. Whether I try to put pressure on their finances, whether they don't, they still keep giving. They still keep sowing seed. They still keep helping the poor. I mean, it don't make no difference. I don't know what to do. So perseverance means to go when they're going gets tough. Come on. And I love what it says right here. It says, despite delay. There are so many people that will pray or that will pray maybe five prayers and say nothing's happening and then they just drop it, they quit. That's not perseverance. Now, let, 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 me, let me tell you something. I would love, and I'm sure everybody's going to amen this, I would love if everything with God was instant. Oh, yeah, amen. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, the moment you pray, I mean, it just drops. There are times that that happens. But there are also times, guess what? <clears throat> He's, there are, there's many times the Bible says that promises come through faith and patience. If everything is instant in my life, I have no need for patience. Come on. I have no need for it. What is the hottest selling items out there today? Whatever can get something to me the fastest, right? Because 
That means if it gets to me faster, that's less patience I have to have. Amen? But that's not perseverance. Perseverance means praying and offering these supplications up despite delay. I'm praying, brother. I'm praying. I'm praying and nothing's happening. What should I do? Keep praying until something happens. Amen. Keep praying until you see a breakthrough. Keep praying until you see something turn loose in your life. That is perseverance. That's not pray ten times and if it don't happen, then stop praying. No, that's not perseverance. And that's the type of prayer this is. That's what Paul said to have. He said have perseverance. So watch this. Have perseverance in your petitions. That's exactly, again, that's exactly what your kids do. If you don't answer the first time, Come on, they're going to do it a second time. And if you don't do it a second time, they're going to do it a third time until you respond. Now, if you don't have kids, you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They will keep on until you respond. Mama, daddy, you said this. Mama, daddy, when we going to here? When we going to that? When we go, this is the blah, 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 blah. They don't quit. That's perseverance. Despite delay, you might not answer them the first five times, but you're going to answer. Amen? You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of faith that we should have. God may not respond the first three or four times, but He's going to respond. Amen? Because I believe Him. I'll tell you what God told me. It's been a while back. He said, if I said it and you believe it, it can't be denied. And you better believe every day I remind God of what He said. I said, God, you said if, I, if you said it, I believe it. It can't be denied to me. It's coming to me. Somebody say, it's coming to me. Write this down. Prayer is a valuable usage of preventative faith that will shape and mold your tomorrow and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, when am I creating my future? Now. I am creating my future now. Oh, you don't even know what tomorrow? Yeah, I do. I've been praying for it. Come on. I'm going to stretch you this morning. See, you shouldn't be waiting. Well, you know, how many has ever said, well, you know, you don't know what tomorrow holds. Come on. You just don't know what tomorrow holds. Well, why don't we? Come on. Let's come up this morning. Why don't we know? Because you see, we should, believe, we should be believing that we are having what we've been praying about. Amen? Have you been praying for your future? Oh yeah, you have. I guarantee you have. So what should you be expecting? What you've been praying for. So what is your tomorrow? Let me tell you what it holds. It holds my new home. It holds my ministry. It holds my new business. It holds this. Whatever I've been praying, it holds my healing. That's what tomorrow holds. See, so let me say this one more time. It's a great usage of preventative faith. How? Because prayer can shape your tomorrow and beyond. That's what prayer can do. Don't wait until something happens. Preventative measures start when? Now. Amen? As I said when I first started this series, one of the the biggest income businesses out there is preventative measures. I mean, you can have a, if you have a business that prevents things from happening, it's going to skyrocket. Why? Because that's what everybody's looking for. 
Can I prevent something from happening? And that's what God wants us to look for in the kingdom of God. He wants you to get in this word, exercise your faith, and prevent things from happening. Does God want you sick? No. Does he want you broke? No. Does he want you to lose everything you got? Uh Uh-uh. But what's he want you to do? He wants you to start doing something about it now. Amen? Well, I'm waiting on God to do this and do that. He's given you the authority. Come on. He said, all power I've given unto you over the enemy, and nothing shall by any means, what? Hurt you. Somebody say, it's in my hands, and I've got to do something about it. Now, if you don't think that you can do this, maybe you're in here this morning, you're saying, I, I just, this is hard for me to believe, brother. Well, let me show you in the Word. How many of you knows that whatever I tell you, I'll show you in the Word? Amen? Let's go to 1 Chronicles 4 9. Listen to what this says. I'm going to show you a prayer, this type of prayer, in action and the results of it. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. Next verse. How would you like your mama to call you that? Come on. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil. Boy, people don't pray that prayer, do they? Because they expect it to happen. Oh, Lord, the devil's going to beat my brains out, but somehow I'm going to stand. No. He said, Lord, keep me from evil. Come on. That it may not grieve me. In other words, that I may not have pain in my life. You can look it up. And God did what? He didn't say, boy, that's not how I build your character. No, he didn't say that, did he? He said, yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, God said yes. Woo! I love that. God said yes. Now watch. The, the name Jabez, if you look it up, it means to be sorrowful and painful. I have a brand new son. Praise God. I think I'll name him Sorrowful and Painful. Come on. And see, in the Hebrew culture, you got to understand something now. A name meant something. You didn't just name somebody because it sounded good. Oh, I like that name. It's catchy. No, you named it to describe what you went through or their future. So watch this. So Jabez, now I need you to see this. I'm going to help some people out this morning. So Jabez has been dealt a bad hand, would you say? She has already pronounced, before he did anything in his life, his mother had already pronounced, you're going to have sorrow and pain. Come on. And some of you may be in here this morning and you may be saying, well, I've been dealt a bad hand. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. I was born with a a mom and a dad that really didn't pour into me and this and that. Well, let me tell you something. Quit playing the hand that you were dealt and start praying. Come on, so I give the Lord some praise. Start praying. Well, I I wasn't born into a rich family. So what? Start praying. Come on, somebody. See, quit playing the hand that you were dealt. See, Jabez had to do something. He said, if I don't do something about this, I know what my future's holding. Come on. So what did he do? He said, I think I will pray. Oh, God of Israel, 
Let's, let's break down what he prayed. He, ble- he prayed that God would bless him indeed. That's not sorrowful. Come on. And he prayed that God would enlarge his territory. Come on. Some of y'all need your territory enlarged, don't you? Come on, somebody. Not just spiritually, but fi- or, uh, physically. Now, and then he said, I pray that your hand would be on me. Come on now. With God's hand is upon you, that means His favor is upon you. And I told you, I believe I said this last week, that favor will open doors that no man can shut. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Favor will do things what you could not achieve in a lifetime. That's favor. He said, so your hand would be upon me. Number, uh, number four, that you would keep me from evil. He didn't, say, he didn't pray, pray, oh Lord, I just pray that when I go through it that you bring. No, he says, I'm praying that you don't even, I don't even come to it. Come on, somebody. What is greater faith? To believe that God will take you through it or that well, God will keep you from it? Come on, yes. Now, in the last one, he said, I pray that you keep me from pain and the sorrows of life. And God. Somebody say, and God. And God granted his request. Ladies and gentlemen, you just seen an example of preventative faith. When did he pray it? Before anything ever happened. He says, I know what my mother has already pronounced over my life. Come on. And for those of you in here this morning that maybe your parents pronounce things over your life, you know good, not, never going to be, it's not. Throw it out the window. Come on. Throw it out the window. Like I said, I don't care what side of the tracks you were born on. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care where you came from. It's where you're going that matters. And you've got the power to change where you're going. Somebody give the Lord some praise today. You've got the power. Now, he got exactly what he prayed for. He made a prayer and supplication. He said, God, I'm looking to you and you alone, and I'm praying these things, and God granted his request. Now, so it's time for you to quit waiting on life to happen. Come on. It's time for you to quit waiting on life to happen. I taught a few weeks ago about how you need to start making confessions every day. Speaking over your life. Speaking over your body. Speaking over your finances. Speaking over every area of your life. What are you doing? You are making Jesus... He said, I am the apostle and the high priest over your confession. And that word confession means to say the same thing as God says. And it also means to keep saying it. How many remembers the the story about the woman with the issue of blood? Now, if you read in the Amplified Version, the King James says, And she said, If I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. See, the Amplifier says, and she kept saying. Oh, I love that. She kept saying. She didn't just say it once. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. Some of y'all need to learn how to keep saying it. Keep speaking life over you. Keep speaking prosperity. Keep speaking power over your life. Because what you say is going to happen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If it doesn't, then Jesus is a liar. And the Bible says, I am the truth. Come on. He said, I am the truth. So he can't lie. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. Give the Lord some praise. This is good. Proverbs 18, 21. Let's read that. It says, death and life are in the power of whose tongue? Yours. 
and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Mm. How many loves yourself? Don't lie. The Bible says you do love yourself. Paul said, who doesn't love their self? And he goes on to say, when you love your wife, you're loving yourself. Come on, ladies, amen. When you love your wife, you love yourself. So he said, everybody loves herself. Now, if you truly love yourself, then you're going to speak life over you. Not, I can't do this, nothing ever works out, blah, blah, blah. No, you can't do that. Why? Because you'll have what you say. Amen. Now, notice what it says on that last part. It says, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Somebody say, there's fruits of my words. There's fruits of my words. So when I make these confessions every day, you know what I do? Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister concerning them on behalf of them that shall be heirs of salvation? Meaning there are angels assigned to your life. There are angels assigned to your family. You say, what are, you, what are they there for? They are waiting on you to speak the word of God. They are waiting on you to say what God says. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because that gives them something they can minister. Hey, so when I have these confessions, when I have these confessions, I say, I, I speak to them. I say, angels that are assigned to my life, go forth and bring in the fruits of my lips. That's the word. Bring in the fruit of my lips. Because they are the harvest gatherers, are they not? Jesus said they were. He said the Father plants the seed and the harvesters, which are the angels, they, they take out their sickle and they harvest the souls, right? They are the harvesters. Are you, is this good this morning? Now, I know some of you may be saying, well, you know, that was Old Testament. And you know how the Old Testament works. Some people got it, some people didn't. Well, let's go to the New Testament, okay? Matthew 6, 19. This is Jesus speaking here. Let's read this. Praise God. Now, we've seen here, as Paul describes it, there's many different types of prayer. Now, many people think, you know, there's just one way to pray, and that is to just wail and scream and cry out and beg and plead for mercy, and just somehow, some way, God might do something for you. That's not the way that God teaches us. He teaches us to be confident in our prayers. Why? Because number one, He hears us. And number two, because we bear the name of Jesus. He said, you can ask anything in my name and what I will do it. Now, we look here at a good example in the Word of God. Look at the man by the name of Jabez in the Old Testament. When his mother delivered him because of so much sorrow she had. Now, back in those days, it was of real importance that they would uh, name their children after an experience, a life lesson that they learned. <clears throat> so she named her child Jabez. Now what does the word Jabez mean? It means sorrow. So she names her kid sorrow. Why? Because that's what she experienced at that time. That was the life lesson that she learned. But Jabez had to do something about this. Now I want you to see this. He had a destiny placed upon him that he had nothing to do with. He was not the cause of it. Now, many of you, you might be experiencing something like that also. 
You might be saying, I'm in a situation or a circumstance right now that it wasn't really my doing. I didn't cause it to happen. What should I do? You should do exactly what Jabez did. Now look at it. He said, I've got to change the course of my future. So what did he do? He, he, he prayed preventative faith. Now, what did, what did he say? He said, Lord, I pray right now that you bless me, that you enlarge my territory, that your hands upon me, and that you keep me from evil. Now, now the religious world is going to tell you, God don't answer prayers like that. Oh, but hold on a minute. In the Word of God, what did it say? It said, and the Lord granted his prayer. Yes. So you mean to tell me that I can use prayer as preventative measures and not just wait till something happens? Well, I need to pray about that. No, pray ahead of time against those things so that you can keep them from coming forth in your life. Yes. So just as God did it for Jabez. Now, I, I tell God this all the time. I said, Lord, I said, Father, you're, not, you're no respect or person. If you did this for Jabez, you'll do it for me. And he'll do it for you today. So let's pray this prayer today that I'm believing, God, that you are going to go into a different or a higher realm of prayer. That as you pray, you're going to reverse the reports and reverse the plans of the enemy. Because let's face it, the enemy's always trying to disrupt the plans of God. Why don't you turn that back on him? Why don't you disrupt his plans for your life? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that is watching right now, Father. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you right now, Lord, that you are taking them in a deeper realm of prayer. The getting past just the superficial, Lord, I want this and give me this or give me that. Or Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do if you don't help me. No, but we're getting deeper in prayer. We're offering up our supplications. We're resting and we're trusting in your strength and in your power. And I thank you, Father, that as we do this that we are going to shake the plans of the enemy. Now, now we know he had plans for bad, plans for evil. But Lord, we are right now through preventative prayer, we are turning it for our good. So Lord, I praise you for this tonight. And I thank you and I bless every person that's watching in Jesus' name. And we believe that we've received it. Amen and amen. Now, before we sign off, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. You may be watching this. And you may be feeling like you're hopeless, you don't know what to do, you don't know who to turn to. <clears throat> Let me introduce you to Jesus Christ, my best friend. He, all you've got to do is call on his name, say, Lord, I need your help. I can't live this life without, and I'm telling you right now, he will meet you right where you are. So let me just sign off with this saying that Jesus loves you. He's not against you. He's for you, and he's waiting on you to turn to him. Now, Faith Partners, thank you again for your continued support of this ministry. Your giving, your support, your prayers helps us take this gospel further to the nations, and that's exactly what we've been mandated to do. We are not being mandated on a local standpoint, but we've been mandated to take this gospel around the world. So thank you for that, for your support. And thank you for all those who tune in tonight. I'll see you here next week. Don't miss it. Keep living by faith. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.